Oh, 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 Merry Christmas. Let's see what Santa has in his sack for four good little girls. It's a Christmas I don't know, story I know what he has in the Harry sack. Potter. Oh, what fun. Oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. This is going to cause some serious cognitive dissonance for me because I was huge into metal and prog rock all through high school, and every time I hear my recorded voice, I'm slightly surprised it's a woman. So... <laughs> when I hear how little I sound like Santa, it's gonna really feel some pain for me personally. But here we go. See, like I, I think I have like super deep Superman voice, but in reality, I'm like na na na, and it drives me crazy because oh, no, I hear my yeah. own voice and no, I'm like, no, how do I, same. how do I strike yeah. the fear yeah. into people? Yeah, seriously. If I have this high pitch yeah. voice. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you have I'm to get it in the person. eyes. Like when I was bartending, like you can't expect like some tiny blonde girl to come up and be like, "Get the fuck out of my bar." <laughs> <laughs> I've always been that friend where some loser was trying to ask for someone's phone number, and they're like, "Well, I don't have a phone, so you'll have to give me your number." I'm like, "That's when you don't qualify, motherfucker." Next, <laughs> and we move on. If you don't even have a phone to type the phone number into, you're off the list. He brings out like a Palm Pilot. <laughs> Oh God, God yeah. Jesus! Like, what is this? That's the closest thing to like dating an actual vampire, though. Maybe. What's your beeper number? <laughs> yeah, your beeper. Oh man. Okay, so. God damn. Podcast <laughs> where we recommend and review erotic fan fiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Evie, Kylie, and Mira. This year, we're celebrating Christmas with a couple of Christmas stories from the Harry Potter fandom. Today we're reading my pick, The Residue of Design, a Snape story by Zigadanus. And as usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it. So Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? All right. So for today's cocktail, we're doing a ginger mule with the gin capitalized in there because it's made with gin. Because ginger plays a pretty big part in today's story. For being a 11,000 word story, it's fairly prominent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just look up how to make a Moscow mule. And just don't put vodka. Just put gin yeah. instead, which is always the right choice with most drinks, in my opinion. Add gin. Agreed. And we are drinking Fever Tree ginger beer, and mm. that is the Delicious. spiciest motherfucking shit. And I would submit that it's today's really pick and the drink go together because it hurts so good. Go to better, <laughs> better than any other combo that we've had. It's very appropriate to the story. <laughs> my eyes are watering, and I'm loving it. Pain and booze. <laughs> yep. So it's up to me to do the plot summary for this guy, but I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that this is Kylie's first Harry Potter story on the show. So, Kylie, <gasps> you're welcome. Ooh. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so this is a short story. It's a little bit over 11K words, so it's um, way shorter than anything we've done before. And it's kind of just a series of vignettes centered around several Christmases throughout Snape's life. So in the first chapter of the story, it's um, while Snape is still a student, but after he's had his falling out with Lily Ovens. So he's in his last year, his seventh year at Hogwarts. And he's struggling to make Felix Felicis as a present for Lily. And he's kind of hoping that this present will heal Mm -hmm. the rift between them. And he spent the last year and a half trying to brew this thing. Partially because it's really fucking hard to brew, but also because the ingredients uh, cost money and he's really fucking poor. So I wanted to pause and ask if anyone wants to explain what Felix Felicis is for people who might not remember from books. It is a shot of luck. 
So you can see, uh, which movie is it? Like the fifth one? I think it's the fifth with Slughorns yeah. in it. Yeah, so it's in the fifth Harry Potter book and movie. So he takes it, and during this time, Dumbledore's like, hey, I need you to talk to Slughorn and get some information about him during Tom Riddle's time here at Hogwarts. And so Harry is trying to, like, get it from him, and he can't seem to get Slughorn to talk, so he takes some liquid luck, and he runs into him in the gardens and is able to pretty much, like, seduce him into telling him about Tom Riddle. Yeah, Felix Felicis, if it was real, I would want it really, really fucking bad. Like, it's like, yeah, it, it gives luck. you great luck. Yeah, it's it's golden and it's pretty, but it's supposed to be like it finds you the best path forward. Like, you have a goal and mm-hmm. it just like illuminates the way of all of the possibilities, like the way that you can succeed. So if it's possible there's to no, succeed, like, you will. There's no crazy monkey paw consequences. No, they well, they say you can get addicted to it and that you can overdose on it. And I would do both of those things, but yes. <laughs> but if you're so but you'd lucky, go out with yeah. a bang, that's but if for you're sure. super lucky, you won't overdose, right? Hopefully. Uh... <laughs> but it's funny because they say it fills you with confidence. Like, you know the path and you see it and you feel confident. And so, like, I am a huge square and I have not done any hard drugs, but it really sounds a lot like cocaine to me. Like, it's just like <laughs> a little bit like cocaine, except cocaine helps Wizard you lose cocaine. weight. If they just say, like, Felix Phyllis's also will make you lose 40 pounds in three days. I'd be like, yes, it's cocaine. So. <laughs> also, quick correction, it's book six. Ooh, okay. it's, it, it shows up in Harry Potter, the Half-Blood Prince is mm. what it shows up. Mm-hmm. Harry it. Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, if he seduced Slughorn, that's a whole other fan fiction we need to get into. I don't know if we do. <laughs> I mean, they can we're going to get there eventually. We're going to run other. out of content. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm a chair. <laughs> Sit on me. Like, <laughs> so back to the story. Um, as Snape is struggling to make this potion to try to repair his relationship with Lily, we kind of get to see Hogwarts through his eyes, and it's really fucking horrible. So it's like any interaction he has with anyone inside of Slytherin or outside of Slytherin is very transactional. He's always thinking, like, who owes me favors? Who do I owe favors to? Who fears me? You know? I thought that was really interesting, though, because I had never thought about it, and that never came up in any of the books, any of the films. But the idea that everything is a transaction in Slytherin House really heightened my anxiety for him. Like, it it did a really good job of making it horrifying, which, if you were a school, you'd hope to fuck that you'd kibosh on that. But... That does add an interesting dynamic to the story, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I think it deepens it a lot because I think when you just superficially look at his issues with Lily, it's like, oh, I was in love with this hot redhead chick and she didn't love me back. That's sad. But it's way more sad to know that like his interactions with other people are so empty and transactional that that was really his only friend, like the only person mm-hmm. who liked him for who he was and who he liked for who they were. So like... That loss in this is, like, much more intense. And I feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling doesn't have the emotional sophistication to, like, maybe think of that, but. <laughs> <laughs> or sophistication yeah, in general. That's, okay. but, yeah. that's why we have fan fiction. I know. Thank you. Yeah, Thank to you, take, no, let's, let's carry this beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, everything's horrible. And he's, so when the story starts, he's been running for days without sleep, trying to finish his Felix Felicis because it's famously very hard to brew. 
and he's doing it by himself. He should have help um, and trying to do it on a shoestring budget because he has no money. He's spending his school money for these ingredients and he's begging for like hand-me-down school stuff from Narcissa Malfoy. Um, and Sirius Flax recently cursed him and that set him back a couple of days and he's really trying to finish before Lily leaves for Christmas because this is her Christmas present. So McNair, who's another Slytherin who I do not remember, I've seen him kind of mentioned. Yeah, I've heard him mentioned as some kind of Death Eater somewhere. Yeah, he's just some Slytherin douche. He's stealing, yeah. He steals. Who's really into sucking dick, apparently. He's always yeah. like, making fun of Snape and be like, you can suck this dick. Like, yeah. all right, man. Like, just, just ask him comfort- nicely. Yeah, no, get comfortable with your sexuality Please. and get that if you want it. Don't don't make it weird. Oh, just man. be confident. That is the way, though. Like, did you have any bullies like that in high school where they get extremely graphic with the, like, homosexuality while making fun yeah. of whoever they're harassing for being mm-hmm. effeminate or whatever? Like, yeah, you'll have that both on both sides of the spectrum where people will be weird about that. And you're like, just be comfortable. Yeah. If that's what you want. It's like, dude. Be comfortable. Like, I'm he, not going to make fun of you. <laughs> hey, weird alpha bully. Like, do you want to be gay? Because, like, none of us here are going to complain if that's the case. But, yeah. If that's what you want, just just stop being such a douche canoe and you can have all the dick you want, yeah. probably. Do it. So, and I'll only McNair. complain about your shitty personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, McNair, who sucks... Um, and likes to be sucked, apparently. Yes. <laughs> um, steals, steals Snape's shower caddy, so he's been up for days. He stinks. He wants to take a shower before he presents this to Lily. His shit is gone, um, so he just, like, limps along without it. Everyone's torturing him. His life is, like, really hell. But he did manage to succeed in brewing the Felix Felicis, so he takes a shitty shower with, like, no soap. And then he reaches Lily as she's leaving, just like as she's leaving for the carriages to go home. And just as she's about to board the carriage, he, like, gives her this gift. And she very harshly shuts him down, says she doesn't want his fucking gift and that he's trash. And then she smashes the bottle of Felix Felicis on the steps of Hogwarts. Boo. Which (laughs) cuts my feels. Okay, yeah, I wanted to stop and ask you. Do you guys think that Lily Evans is, like, justified in how she treats Snape um, in the books and then separately in this story? How do you guys feel? So, I'm kind of a selfish bitch. And even if he was really shitty, he made this potion. It's liquid luck. I'm going to keep it. This is something I'm going to keep in my pelt. And, like, anytime, like, shit happens, I'm going to take it. Like, yeah, he might be shitty, but also he, like, made you a weapon that can be used. (laughs) Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I know, but I'm serious. If she knew that, yeah. like, it was, like, right before the war, like, that could have been really useful. That's what, uh, later in this story, yeah. he's like, if she had had this, would she have lived? You know? And he's like, Which I Which is should... also double heartbreak. God, I Jesus. I know. Like, he's just, like, his, in this story, his interest in her and his love for her is very pure because he really does just want her to be okay. He, it is not about yeah. him. So it's it's mm-hmm. pretty sad. So I actually have a quote about that. So in the story, he's about to give the present to Lily. And he says, it's an apology wrapped in months of penance. It's an offering enclosed within an admission of the reality that has fallen between them. It's a gift, but he doesn't want or expect anything in the way of repercussion. It's his wishes and hopes for her, for them, because he thinks the nights might press a little softer if he can think of her happy and know that there is no undertone of ill will towards himself. And, like, my feels, man. Like, 
That's yeah. a pure kind of love. And like in the books specifically, the movies don't do as good of a job of explaining it. To be fair, movies struggle because of the like literal amount of time they have left in their budget. But in the books, it's much more clear that like he loved her, but it was like a childhood love. Like maybe it could have been more, but it doesn't change the fact that he cared for her when they were kids. Like it's a kind of closeness that's different. Like maybe he wishes it would have been romantic, but it doesn't like. The rejection of the love is not what ended their friendship. It was that he went down a path she didn't agree with, and she also kind of became a cheerleader with a jock, <laughs> honestly. It's more obvious in the books that she's super cheerleadery, honestly, to me at least. Um, which she's not like a huge demon beast, but she put up with like James Potter like being a son of a bitch to, mm-hmm. to Snape yeah. in oh, a couple dude, ways. Um, like Sirius Black tried to kill, like literally murder yeah. him. Like, like, it's not yeah. okay, the kind of hazing that happened. Like, it's not Like it's not. I cool. mean, yeah, there's no excuse. You cannot be cool with someone's behavior, and you could be like, hey, don't hang out with the, like, Death Eater kids. But you don't do that kind of shit either. There's there's, there's a different path. Yeah. But for, for me in the seri- the, this whole thing is, like, I feel like he was really sad. Like, it, it, it did a better job of making him seem the victim, whereas in the books, I feel like, it wasn't super clear. We were supposed to feel like Lily was in the right more and Snape had gone down the dark path by not becoming the like football star jock. And I'm like, you know what? Like he might, he had like a horrible family life. And, and, and living in Slytherin, like, I mean, he could have easily been killed for going against like what that prevailing narrative mm-hmm. was. He didn't have an obvious choice yet. No, he didn't have an obvious choice. And that's what's so, so fucked up in this story specifically is that it makes it sound like as soon as you're in Slytherin, you're in this, like, everything's a debt, everyone owes you system. Like, it's just like, hey, this is the house where we put people to make them a villain. Like, yeah. no, like, it's not just, like, it's not just the normal narrative of, where we're all talking about, hey, like, this is where we put the kids that are sons of bitches together so we can watch them together, and then they form, like, gangs, which is also dangerous and dumb. But no, this is literally like villain college. Like, let's let's just try and train you young to think everybody owes you something and nothing is for free and there's no such thing as love. Let's just beat the last little bit of goodness out of you in this story. Yeah. And that's what this version of Slytherin is, which is like, what the fuck? Hogwarts. Let me just say, what <laughs> the fuck? Don't you guys have a counselor? <laughs> yeah, like, like how hey. cynical does J.K. Rowling need to be where she literally thinks 25% of children are evil. <laughs> like, that's not right. Well, but no. No. But no, I'll say no. If I would go 5%. 5% I can live with. Mm-hmm. 25% no. Like, okay, 30% of people are sheep, and 5% of people are evil, and the rest of them are, like, fairly fine, I feel. Also, Mira, what do you think? You've been quiet. Um, I'm trying to remember what she was like in the books, because I think I've just Blocked the books out with piles and piles of smut. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad choice. No, <laughs> it just expands your knowledge of the universe that it could be. Mm, gives it more flavor, literally. <laughs> it's definitely an improvement in many ways, but yeah, in this, I mean, you definitely feel for him. I agree with, I think, everything that you've been saying so far. I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, when I try to imagine myself into the situation, her friendship with him is extremely socially inconvenient for her. And it's when so he sad. gives her yeah. a reason to break it off, she takes it. Which, dude, 
he still tries to save Harry because he was like the better person. Like straight up, he was a better person than James or Lily. I don't know about them. I think people will be pissed. I, I would probably agree with you just because I have a huge boner for Snape. But it's definitely better person <laughs> than Sirius Black, who is yeah, an asshole. For sure. Which is so disappointing because, God, Gary Oldman. I know. He's a dish. Yeah. But we'll just, like, pretend it wasn't Gary Oldman and I can yeah. be like, he was a demon. Like, but fucking... but the fact is that, like, someone who left you, they didn't want to be your friend even, and they thought maybe maybe there's context we don't have for Snape was unsavable to her and she just had to cut her losses maybe we don't know the whole story but from what we have been shown i think she bounced out he had trubs and he still thought that the friendship they shared as children was so valuable and so important to him not losing his soul that he would spend the rest of his life protecting her child like also bullying him at the same time yeah like she might not have actually done it but she just condoned it by not doing anything don't make me go full snape fangirl but when shit gets, I'm just, I'm just being devil's no, advocate right. for no, the viewers who, like, who don't. Anytime that it, like, <laughs> I think he has so hurt himself, he does not realize when he's hurting people. He does hurt people, but if it ever comes down to like actual danger, like, oh, there's a troll. Oh, there's an evil. It ends up being serious black. There's some kind of evil thing trying to get into our school. He's he's the one in between the children and actual mortal yeah. danger. Yeah, like very. Because yes, he's like, I think that's a good point. Yeah, because it's like. These are my little assholes, and I'm gonna. If anyone gets to treat them like shit, it's me. God damn it! But it'll never be. It'll never be life threatening. It'll just be soul crushing. Yes, he's God like, I will. I will. I will chew up your self esteem and spit it out. But it will not let some fucking monster. I cannot you. help but think that the reason he does it is to make sure that no one ever feels so confident that they can be a type. Yeah. Like you just think about like. He's just like, I'm going to beat you up enough from a position of authority to make sure that you never get to be like, feel like you're such hot shit that you get to ever be an asshole. Everyone should have a little bit of doubt. I can see that. That was really good. I like that. <laughs> Dude, we're all total Severus hoes now. We are diverting. I mean, <laughs> we're diverting we're from a bunch the of, norm now. <laughs> we're deeply. a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Yes. You know, also, you know, this whole to... time, I'm just imagining like Adam Driver. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm Daddy in the dungeon. <laughs> Unrelated. Now I'm gonna derail. You're gonna forgive me for this, Audrey. Okay. My photo from one of our earlier promotions of Severus Snape with the face of Adam Driver got noticed by my boss. <gasps> Uh-huh. And he was like, "Is that a photo, a framed photo of Severus Snape?" I'm like, "Well, yes, but no." <laughs> um, in my Zoom calls, and I got to explain that I'm like, in a future remake, we, me and my friends, have decided that the best choice must be Adam Driver to be Snape mm-hmm. because we would all watch him swish his cape down any hall he wanted, my hall, your hall, anyone's mm-hmm. hall. <laughs> so, and I said these words pretty much verbatim to my supervisor who. Small like claps. So I got small claps from the straightest man I might have ever met. Nice. That's like, you know what? I get it. Yep. <laughs> so just so you know. Yep. Respect for my tiny photo in the background. So good. That is always in camera Love for anyone it. who's observant. Ooh, also, now we were talking about Kylo Ren. He's the emo space boy. But now we have Snape and he's the emo magic boy. Yep. We need to see wow. emo boys. All over the place. Do like boys with tears. <laughs> so Lily smashes his shit and it's surprisingly harsh and she calls him trash, which I think is uncalled for in any case, but whatever. 
and um, he's sad. And so the next chapter skips ahead. So we're skipping mostly between Christmases in the story. So the next chapter is um, Snape's first year as a teacher. And this is after Lily has been killed by Voldemort. And also after Snape has spent some time in Azkaban. And so he's like, uh, his life is horrible. Um, he learns to favor the Slytherin students. It kind of explains why he favors the Slytherin students, as we see in the books. Um, to earn their loyalty because he knows he doesn't have enough power to earn their loyalty any other way. And it's all this transactional horrendous stuff where someone with no friends lives in a horrible life with no love and pity. And then in the second chapter, McGonagall tries to socialize with him a little bit and she gives him two ginger cookies that are shaped like newts at Christmas time. And so... Yeah, like these, because they are an actual gift from someone who maybe marginally sort of cares if he lives or dies, like become really important to him. And he just takes like a little bite, like over a long period of nights, like he just saves it and like savors it for a long time. So I have a quote about this because this is so weird and sad. So he rations the remainder out just to taste every night before bed. He carefully does not examine this ritual in his waking hours does not respond with anything more than professional civility and his excuses when McGonagall extends some remark or offer in his direction. So things are sad and lonely for Snape still. Um, and this is the most depressing cookie eating that <laughs> yes. I've ever, <laughs> yeah. I've ever imagined in my life. For years, like, Do you yes. think Santa feels this way? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fic I never want to read. <laughs> <laughs> why no, why stop now, Abby? We're just go all the way. I just well, I'm a, ginger. I'm a little creeped out about it because if I'm going to just go all full disclosure, I'm pretty sure my mom's got a thing for Santa. What? what? Oh, like oh, mom Santa? Sure. saw mommy kissing Santa Claus for real. I think she's got a thing with older men with beards that are white. I think it's a thing. Oh, no. I'm convinced. I could dig that. It's I don't fine. know if beards are ever 100% clean to my satisfaction. Yeah. I also think she's got a presidential <laughs> thing. I don't know. My family's weird. Oh, man. When I was young, it's <laughs> I mean, I do like older men, too, so maybe it runs the family, but still, not that older. Oh, I like I like 10 years is the max, yo. <laughs> um, so in the second chapter, it's very important that during a painful staff meeting where gifts are exchanged and no one gets Snape anything, he has a fantasy about fucking McGonagall, which disgusts even himself. So, so I, I have questions a here. For erotic assessment. <laughs> good lord. I have a question. Again. So age range. I feel like McGonagall's older than him, isn't she? I, yeah, I put that as a note too. I'm really by a bit. Him. She is, but so I like, think that Maggie Smith is older than McGonagall was supposed to be. Like McGonagall did not. have No, gray but like hair. McGonagall was a teacher when Dumbledore just started. Like they were like Double young. Dodges? <laughs> but no, like seriously, Dumbledore, Dumbledore and McGonagall were started at the same time. Like, right? They were like young, not like babies, but like I actually think McGonagall's y- younger than Dumbledore, supposed to be Is in the she? books. Yeah. Yeah, but I like they started so. teaching around the same time. And so I just I can't quite figure out the age range because I I I feel like He's I just don't least have like I, ten years older. Yeah, and that's fine, but like I just significantly. She wasn't older. a young woman, woman though, right? Right, no, no. I no. just yeah. He mm. does say she mm. has black hair in this scenario. Yeah, yeah so true, I'm and that's what, not that old. consistent with no. the books. But yeah, she's mm-hmm. probably twenty years older than him. I would say. Still though, 
I, I don't know. I, it's, I, I mean, the whole thing's <laughs> gross. The whole thing is disgusting. Even I mean, the whole scenario, to be fair, was like... It was a little shocking. It's supposedly 70 when the series starts. But I Wizard mean, 70, so 50? No, it's the same. It's, <laughs> no, it's not, not like the dog same. years. They live, they live like 200 yeah. years. They don't live... No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they the don't. It, who am I talking to? Yes, they do. Ollivander? Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> they live a longer I thought it was span. only significantly only slightly. Span. No, significantly. Dumbledore? Hello really? old? <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore is... Hello old is hello old, hello but old. I don't know. Yeah, no. How do you deal with... I guess you just give up integrating with Muggle society. I don't know. These are details that might have slipped my mind. Yeah. But what is the average lifespan of a wizard in Harry Google Potter? Google that shit for me. Google I'm it. doing it. Um, but I, the thing well, is, average is like, expectancy is 137 and three quarter years in the mid 1990s, according to the Ministry of Divine Health. Thanks, okay, Ministry of Divine Health. <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out their age gap. Age, like, was but... she a teacher when he was a student? Yes. I couldn't. Yeah, and no, so she's that's significantly the part, older. Yeah. That's the part where it gets weird. Like she could be older, it's, but she could I mean, never have been your teacher. It's not intended to be hot. Oh, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you did a great job with that. For sure. It's uncomfortable. It was like, like, I was like like chili Cheeto nipples pretty much come up and I'm just like, <laughs> "Oh god." What actually happens in this so I can't even. Okay. I'm phoning out on this he's one. So I can't it's even. It's extremely uncomfortable meeting so McGonagall has always been trying eating cake and drinking champagne. He doesn't because touch it like... because he's like, oh, I am an outsider or whatever. So like she has been kind of trying to engage with him just as a human to a human and show him basic human kindness. Like, hey, it's Christmas. Do you want to have some tea at my place after work? No. Here's these ginger nuts that you slowly savor over a period of weird weeks and months he um, like stares at him and she's like you eat them yes <laughs> like he's literally extremely uncomfortable with normal human like warmth and kindness he hasn't experienced it right because his family was shit and his house was shit so he's like she's like hey come to our staff meeting like we're exchanging presents he doesn't want to she convinces him to go and he is correct he should not go because no one has a present for him like that's really sad and pathetic. She's so sitting there, like as isolated and alienated as you can be, and he has this fantasy about taking McGonagall outside into the snow and banging her in the snow, and she has a huge bush, and it's cold, and she's old, and her stockings are sagging, and it does not make his cock twitch at all. So there's no goo in this story, but there is a sex scene, and I am grateful for the sex scene because I am such a degenerate that... I would not have read this if it was not rated explicit. And the reason it's rated explicit <laughs> is because of this disgusting fantasy that disgusts Snape and everyone else. Yeah, I found this very difficult to masturbate to. <laughs> Agreed. So did, so did Snape. Everyone found this difficult to masturbate to. <laughs> I just am really impressed by the story's level of like, Slytherin just breeds monsters. Let's just make that drive that into the ground. Yeah. And then the further thing, I'm just going to put this out there. Those of you who do listen to us, the 10 of you or whoever. Are <laughs> Tens please of you. bring me some fan fictions that are sexy about McGonagall, younger, older. Seriously. Yes. I think she's the MVP character that really needs to be explored. And also, to be fair, they call her Sissy a lot, but what's her f- name? Narcissa. Uh, Narcissa. Narcissa. Fuck yeah. I think it's an interesting character that has not been explored a lot. And not just sexually explored, but in general interesting and in this story specifically she's really interesting and i feel like has some depth to her yeah but bring me 
the McGonagall fanfics. Please, if you have them, I need them. Because <laughs> I think McGonagall is smart and interesting. Yeah. Smart and interesting, worked hard, and maybe she had her love life. Maybe there was someone that, like, died, and that was fine. Or maybe she just, like, doesn't want to commit and has a lot of good times. Whatever's good for McGonagall. I want to hear about maybe this. Maybe her and I Mary, think... like, had the snicker, like, a thing. Ooh. Maybe I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. McGonagall reader insert. That's what I'm looking for. Oh man! I, I mean, truth be, be told, I want to be a witch. <laughs> I want to be a witch like in like the 20s time? with McGonagall. Is it detention oh, with McGonagall? No, really old. old at that. Okay. Oh, yeah, 1940 <laughs> with McGonagall. <laughs> Some magic broom action. You can slap whoa, me whoa, with whoa. a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> whoa! She is supposed to be amongst many other people, including Snape, significantly younger than she is in the movies. But I love Maggie Smith, so it's fine. But anyway, Maggie Smith is a national treasure. I support any dirty, sexy times with McGonagall. I'm on. Oh, yeah. Any any, any time McGonagall gets what she's owed, she deserves it. (laughs) I don't care if she's five or 105. McGonagall is amazing. Yep. But she only gets touched after she's 18. That's the rule for me. I'm a little (laughs) bit alienated by McGonagall's obsession with Quidditch. I'm like, I don't. Relate. Yeah, there's some people like sports. It's a kind of normy thing where I'm like, <laughs> our friend group I mean, does not yeah. enjoy sports. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm not a big sportsy person. I feel like me and Sprout maybe would be a better combo. Than that. Same, but you know. Mm. Um, okay. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. So the dirty, horrible thing happens where he has this fantasy that disgusts himself, and that. Flags the story as explicit, so Audrey reads it. And then, in the next chapter, <laughs> um, we find, um, like, the next chapter, Snape has killed Dumbledore, and he is the headmaster of the school. And he's basically hoping, like, oh, I hope I have an easy death, and that the Thestrals don't get to me while I'm alive. Which I think is the most Which darkest chapter of all. Which is weird and dark. Yeah, it's the Because I never heard of that, that being, like, Weird vultures. Yes. I never heard so about basically, that. they're saying they will eat you when you're dying and not dead, and that you can have the experience of a thestral eating you while you're alive. Yeah. Is that canon lore, or did they come up with that? Because that I don't was feel really like it's cool. Canon. I think they. I don't think it's canon either. Yeah, but it is very cool. That it is cool awesome and dark, and makes it way more it's metal, right? In, <laughs> no, but it's also like makes more sense. People are uncomfortable about them, like. I'm gonna say hairless cats are hideous beasts. I'm sorry if you're a hairless cat, lover. but it's like I'm living with a hairless, hairless cat. Or yeah, if you're a hairless cat, sorry. But you're like, they're like naked, fat old men living in your house. You see their balls and their rolls, and it's not good. But like, people are horrified by them often. Whereas like in the books and the movies, people are horrified by thestrals. And I'm like, they're kind of gross, at least how they're portrayed in the movie, but not like horribly so. And this makes it really make more sense to me that they would be. Kind of like vultures that are like, mm, almost dead, won't fight back, but I'll eat you while you're alive because I like to hear you scream. Like, that's fucked up and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> it like, really oh, ups the horror level. This is the which most I metal think... chapter of just like, wow, my life blows and I hope I don't get eaten alive by these fucking thestrals. Like, oh. <laughs> One of them's fucking eyeing me. Yeah, they are looking at you. <laughs> you're almost ripe, almost seasoned enough. <laughs> Your pain is right for me to eat you now. So the next chapter is where we finally depart from canon. So everything that's come so far could fit into canon. But um, Hermione finds a Snape who's barely alive on the floor of the Shrieking Shack hours after they have seen him die. 
and the Thestrals are swarming him because his life blows. And he's like, he's like, man, I, I hope I get an easy death. I hope people evade cadaver me. They do not. There's also the deal, the detail where he's like, what if my ghost like haunts the property and I just have to like drag my half-eaten limbs around with me oh, for eternity? Man, it's so metal. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the detail though. Like yes. it was good. It was good. <laughs> So Hermione finds him and he's not dead. Like he's in shitty shape. His blood and his his throat is torn open, but he's still alive. So she sees like I do, the Thestrals are swarming. I don't want them to get him. So she's trying to move him into the castle. And Narcissa Malfoy, who is a badass bitch in this story, like finds him. Badass. Yes. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like she's like, Nemu's cunt. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, is like put him down and she does because Narcissa is scary and then Narcissa and Narcissa Hermione... in the story hot oh fuck yeah hot ER uh, nurse hot <laughs> yeah like just every moment of their interaction Narcissa's the MVP like he should have wanted to fuck her yep cause he, he begins in like in the very first chapter he's like I owe Narcissa right she's a member of his house and mm-hmm. he does favors for her to get things that basically cost money because she has money. And, you know, then he realizes he's deeply in her debt and he feels that very acutely. And then in this, at the end, like they spend all night, like Hermione and Narcissa spend all night, like trying to bring him back to life. And at the end, he says, like, I am so tired. And she's like, I know. And he's like, I'm so tired of being in your debt. And Narcissa says, you don't owe a debt to your friends. And it's just like, you oh bastard. my god, you're his real <laughs> right. friend. Like, oh my god. I know. And so it makes you think that there's like little like sex like inside of the Slytherin house where you're like in a gang within oh, the gang. S-E-C-T-S sex? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they can have sex sex too. That's a whole different story. But my enunciation could use some help. But There's sex within the different There is sex. no actual like spoken difference between those two words. No, there's but like I do think that they're actual homies and that's really interesting that like it wasn't made obvious because his family life was so shitty and school was so bad and he was just so it was not socially prepared that whole experience where she felt like they were actual friends. Like anything she did for him did not feel that way and when she was getting ready to marry Lucius, uh, he there was a note in the story about like, oh shit, does my favor to her convey to him so I should hurry up and pay off that debt because he seems like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hot motherfucker in the in the movies at least. Can we can we get a spinoff where he is paying off his debt? To it has to pay off his debt? In the most luscious ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be a great storyline. <laughs> I'm there. I mean, I'm at. What are we? What am I not down for the at this hottest, point? The most erotic thing that happened in all of those books was Narcissa Mal- Malfoy on her knees begging Snape to save her son. Like, that was the hottest shit. I was like, oh yeah, there we go. Patrick's <laughs> like, I can relate to that. <laughs> but... Think about it switched slightly where it's like you really are just friends, like the best of friends. And he doesn't realize that you you never want to manipulate him. Yeah. Take that moment from the mo- the viewpoint of this story yeah. where it's like all those times that you helped me out. I helped you out. I don't want anything other than the life of my child is like so pure and heartwarming. And could you not hope that the story changed in that moment where he's like, no, I realize that you are not a son of a bitch to me. Yeah. And I want and I will help your son because... 
you were a real friend and I just didn't know because I was damaged. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah. the like, feels are yeah. like it's sexy in one mode, but then the other moment you're like feelings. Oh my God. Yeah. Real friendship is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not to be weird. Y'all are hot. I'm not going to fuck all of you, but I would in a different timeline for sure. <laughs> but it is just, yeah, like her admitting that vulnerability of like, I will mm-hmm. do anything to save my son. Like, is, and that's amazing. Yeah. Like that's the correct way to be, not to be a weird dude, but like, you grew a life. That's your your problem yeah. now. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's hot. This is, shit's deep, man. We're going deep. So, I'm sorry to ramble. You can cut all this shit no, out. No, I I'm love a beast. it. I'm like tearing up. I something. read it and I really have tried to like figure it out because I'm, I've missed you ladies. <laughs> so then we get to chapter five. So bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Um, Harry, Ron, and Hermione return to school to finish their studies and they are surprised to find that Snape is the professor who's meeting them at the carriages um, to, after break to help to escort them to the school. And he's being an asshole like usual. He's pulling the I'm Professor Snape routine that he's perfected over <laughs> years. Um, but Hermione, when she sees him, is just kind of overcome by seeing him alive because he was in such bad shape the last time she saw him that she, like, hugs him. Like, she confirms, hey, you're not actually our teacher anymore, right? Because we're, like we were last year and this is just a like we're just gonna go take our newts right and he's like yeah and she then like hugs him and is like i am so glad to see you alive and he's just like uh what the fuck because it's like the third (laughs) time anyone has ever touched him in his life and he's like well let's get the fuck out of here um (laughs) which he does and so then um in years pass for him and people kind of pity him now because they know his whole story they know the lily thing so instead of before where they were kind of indifferent to him now they see him as some kind of tragic hero which is i think what he really is but anyway he's uncomfortable with that um and then professor flitwick retires and mcgonagall has too much shit going on so they hired two new professors and one of them is professor granger and the other one is professor lovegood and so (laughs) He's supposed to meet them, and he guides them in, and then as they're going into the school up the steps, Luna stops them, and she says, We can't go up yet. We haven't stood on the lucky stair. Like, oh, that's so cute and random, Luna, the thing that you do. Luna, what are you on about, (laughs) Professor Granger says. Professor Granger is as disconcerted as he is, it seems. He tries to wriggle free of Lovegood's grip, but she's stronger than she looks. It's the lucky stare, Hermione. Don't tell me you don't know. We need to stand here 30 whole seconds so we'll have a marvelously good year. And Hermione's like pr- protesting at this, but she forces them to do it. So Luna, as she sometimes is, is weirdly correct because this is the stare that the Felix Felicis has been broken on years before. So he, um, Hermione is very insecure about being a young professor and how she's going to command the attention of the students. And she asks Snape for advice because he started as a professor when he was like 20. And he gives her good advice and she's grateful for it. And then Snape tells her, like, I broke a file of Felix Felicis on that step when I was a student. Just like, which to is tell the cutest that shit. Yeah. Yeah. I love, so the whole thing. I, I kind of expected from the tags for him to, like, fuck Hermione, <laughs> which, you know, is a thing we do. Oh, yeah, we've done that. But, yeah, I love, but at the same time, by I love how, by. like, weirdly pure the story yeah. is for being smut. Yeah. Like, he had one really erotic fantasy, and, and Snape deserves to have his bits touched. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that he was uncomfortable and, and later in life finally got to have his redemption moment of, like, this is what it is to be human. 
And I had this weird moment of standing on the stairs. And then I sent her a little note to be like, by the way, that dumb dumb who means well, maybe she's onto something. Cause I, I did spill a, a vial there. And I just thought it was the cutest little detail. Yeah. Like I, I was reading it and I was like, ooh, uh, uh. and then I was like, and then I was suddenly like, okay, this is actually cute. This is actually sweet in a weird fucked up way. We, we went full circle from cringe to sweetness. And I'm like, I'm bleeding out my eyes. I'm bleeding and it hurts. And I could just read the news and be in this much pain every day. And then we got all the way around and I'm like, wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome mentoring. Mm-hmm. Though I still do wish for him in this in every story. I do always wish that everyone every pot finds their their top or whatever, you know. <laughs> did you <laughs> You know Did what you I mean, catch no. the other moments in the story where the stairs mm-hmm. bestow their luck? It was such I'm not sure. What's up? Tell me. Tell us. Tell Audrey us. gasped. Um, well, there's, when, um, when Narcissa, uh, is tending to him on the battlefield and he starts breathing or he wakes up again, she gets up from off the stairs. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. fucking and, shit. And I think when McGonagall gives him the ginger newts, it's after they're on the stairs together oh, the stairs, watching yeah, the so. kids go. Oh, no. My fucking god! <laughs> and it's so amazing. All the stairs though. over the years. Oh you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, so I, I read it all, and I was like, so wait a second, were the stairs playing a role the entire time? Because I didn't really catch it on the first go, and then I scanned it again. And I'm like, they played a role the entire fucking time. <laughs> That's really smart. That's yeah. good awesome. writing. I mean, for a story that's extremely short. There's a lot yeah. going I, on. I loved that's it for great. being like 11,000 words or whatever. Yeah. 